Well, welcome back to another episode of the Digital Discussions Unfiltered podcast. Today, I'm sharing with you a conversation that I had with the fabulous Emily Maguire. She is a copywriter and, quite frankly, a bit of a character, and that is why I just had to ask her on. When you land on somebody's website and you see references to Devil Wears Prada, Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber, I just knew that I had to get her expertise on here and share it with you because it, I mean, it attracted me, let's just put it that way. So in this episode, we talk about some of the the mistakes that Emily sees happening on a day-to-day basis from small businesses and how to fix them. We share our most loved brands based on how they portray themselves in copy across social media, their websites and everything else in between as well. She is honestly an absolute joy and I cannot wait for you to hear this conversation. I hope you learned something from it. I certainly did. You know, I've been fully transparent about the fact that I'm not the most confident writer and so when I saw Emily's writing, when I saw her website, I just had to ask her to come on and share her wisdom, her knowledge and her expertise with us all. So I'm going to shut up. If you do learn something, if you give it a listen, then please do share it across your socials. Make sure you tag me. I'm at Lorna Scully UK. I bloody love seeing that you guys are listening to it and learning so much from these episodes and every share is honestly appreciated so, so much. But without further ado, (laughs) I'm going to shut up and here is my conversation with the fabulous copywriter that is Emily Maguire. Enjoy. Okay, hello lovely Emily, how are you? I'm not too bad, how are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you. I'm feeling a little bit under the weather, which is is just caught up with me, I think. Always always the way when you try and like settle down and then Christmas comes and then you're knocked out again. That's the thing, isn't it? When you stop, it just like hits you like a brick wall. It's stupid. Yeah. Makes January that much harder. <laughs> yes, I know. And it's I think it's the weather, you know. The mm. weather is just ridiculous. <laughs> cool. So before we get into our conversation, which I'm absolutely buzzing about, and I hope you are too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With every guest that I have on, I like to get them I give them a little bit of a challenge, really, and see if they can introduce themselves and describe themselves from birth to where they are now a bit of their life story in 30 seconds or less and to make it a little bit uh challenging and a little bit fun if you go over the 30 seconds all that I ask is that you make a really small donation to the charity mind do you think that you can do it in 30 seconds I'm gonna give it a good go that's what we like (laughs) cool so I have my stopwatch ready are you ready yeah go Okay, I'm um, Emily Maguire, I'm a freelance copywriter. Uh, I was born in the Lake District um, and I moved to Bath when I was about four. Um, I then uh, did school, did all sorts of things. I went to college in Oxford, I then, uh, which I studied sort of secretarial college, which is very old school of me. Uh, I then did uh, London, Australia, I moved all over the place and now I'm living in Exeter, working freelance. Was that uh, amazing? Was that okay? <laughs> I mean, you went. It was thirty-one seconds. You're just over. 
But that was really, really good. And I've learned a lot about you. You've been all over the shop, Emily. (laughs) It's actually like, it's such a challenge. I really thought I wouldn't be able to make that 30 seconds, but there's definitely a lot more I could have said. That's the thing. Once you've done it, you kind of go, um, yeah, I should have said that. And I should have said that. Yeah. (laughs) Great, because we've got a whole conversation to get around it. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> so what um you've you have literally been all over the place. What's yeah. what's that about? I'm it's funny because I'm quite a homebody, but I just find it really difficult to stay in one place. Um I don't know what it is that kind of grabs my attention to go, but I just I don't know, I think I like I just like new things, like not in a materialistic way, but I like new uh, experiences experiences I like to be able yeah. to look out the window and see something new um but mainly not in like a super travely way like I don't want to go like backpacking for example yeah. but I would go on holiday and that kind of thing so it's just kind of between where I want to be and where the job is at the time I love that that's yeah. so cool <laughs> But yeah, so I, many people say to me, I've done a lot of solo traveling over the last mm-hmm. couple of years because mm-hmm. I was just a bit like, I haven't got time to be standing around waiting for friends that have got boyfriends or now husbands and kids. We get into that age. And I just I just want to get up and go. And so that's so lovely to hear, actually. Yeah, I, I have a list on my notes of everywhere, I, everywhere, like, oh, let me start again. How many times I've moved? And this house I'm currently in is my 24th move. Wowzers. And if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? I'm 25. Holy crap. Yeah. So. Wow. <laughs> I've literally lived in like three different houses, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I know. maybe. Trust me, my mum's sick of phone calls. Like, <laughs> hi, can I borrow your car? <laughs> I need to move again. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. I mean, just for context, like when I lived in London, I lived there for a year and I moved three times. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've got the patience for that, let alone anything else. Oh. <laughs> cool. And um, so let's talk about one of the reasons I wanted to invite you on here is because I've been very open and honest, I think probably on every channel that I am on. Mm-hmm. Um predominantly Instagram my emails and on the podcast about how rubbish I think I am as a writer okay and so I was determined to get some incredible copywriters and I think uh I followed you for a little while on Insta yeah and when you come across a website like yours Emily that has references to (laughs) Devil Wears Parada, Ariana Grande, Bieber yeah I couldn't not ask you, could I? Really? Let's be honest. <laughs> you can't go wrong with a bit of Bieber. <laughs> no, it's not the norm, is it? So no. I guess my first question is, yeah. have you always wanted to be a copywriter? Obviously, you kind of mentioned you went to college in Oxford. And mm-hmm. did it kind of stem from there or is it quite a new thing? Um, No, so it's it was never my intention to be a copywriter um honestly I didn't really know what it was until about four years ago um so it was completely just out of the blue I guess for me um when I was in Oxford yeah I did um a secretarial uh, course um or an executive diploma as they called it um and 
I learned a little bit about marketing there, um, but they didn't exactly cover anything about writing or, or um, copywriting. And I've always written literally since I was like little, I've always wanted to make up stories and stuff. So it kind of nicely brought the two sort of marketing aspect and the writing aspect in together. Um, if I'd known this was a thing like years ago, then yeah, it would have totally been like <laughs> an ambition of mine. Um, but I was literally just sat there when I was at uni once. I hated my course. And I was Googling freelance writing um, and I wasn't too keen about being a journalist. Um, so it, it definitely takes a certain type of person to be yeah, a journalist, doesn't it? It, it was sort of that like, moment and I saw it and I was like yes okay I think this is like this sounds like something I want to do and pretty much I made an Instagram account don't even I it's honestly a blur I don't even remember making it I just suddenly had a website and I was like oh, okay I'm doing this <laughs> <laughs> I mean I think a lot of people could probably relate if I'm honest because yeah. I think so many of us do start business the, the amount of conversations I've had with people where you know they've started a business because they've been made redundant or mm. because they've been happy in their full-time job and it's never you know I never planned on being self-employed no so I think a lot of people listening will actually 100% relate to that mm. in that especially from a, a uni age as well to kind of go no I'm done with this course <laughs> like yeah I'm finished I can't do it anymore and so I guess if if creating the website and creating an Instagram account is a bit of a blur how did you go about finding clients how did you because it's quite a daunting thing to go out looking for work on your own I think yeah I'm I'm a bit of a planner so I before I did anything I just did loads and loads of research um I read loads of blogs and loads of sort of forums and stuff of people who have done it before. And they always end up pointing you towards like Fiverr or Upwork or something like that. And Ooh, they're just yeah. not credible for someone who wants to make a full-time living out of freelance writing. Yeah. Um. So it actually kind of, I was very lucky with my Instagram that the more I posted, um, I just genuinely got, um, interest from people who just kind of like cliche but vibed me, with me in a sense yeah um so I have been like I said incredibly lucky that literally just through Instagram about 90% of my clients have come through there and it just kept growing and growing and the more I put into the business um on the sort of the the admin side and the marketing side of it the more I got out of it um so it wasn't until March this year that I went full time because COVID made me redundant um so it kind of just took off there and I know people do struggle a lot with trying to like you know email people and reaching out and you know not mm. getting any responses and I've I've not really had to do that very much so it's kind of a hard one for me to answer when I get a lot of questions from other copywriters like how do you find your clients and stuff and it's a really crap one I'm just like oh they just kind of come to me <laughs> but I, I it's it's just just the way it was yeah but that's so you know for some people that's that's the truth and that's yeah. how it happens and I think that's really lovely actually because it just goes to prove that it can happen in an organic way it doesn't yeah. always need to be kind of you reaching out and sending cold emails and no. that kind of stuff scares the crap out of me so 
it's actually really lovely to hear that you know it can happen organically and it can be a just be a logical thing for people and I think with my marketing hat on I would say that I would probably from the outside looking in assume I know we should never assume but I would probably assume that you've probably got most of your clients because you are quite as I mentioned with the the devil wears Prada (laughs) references and Bieber it it is kind of you are quite I don't want to use the word niche but Mm. there is a certain kind of vibe with you I guess let's use that word again why not (laughs) and do you think do you think that's kind of had a really big impact on kind of you showing your personality and making those references and that kind of thing and obviously your branding is quite colorful as well um do you think that's had an impact on the types of clients that you've attracted yeah I think so especially with Instagram visually you really need to like grab the attention of people um and I've kind of just you when once you've grabbed their attention you you need to hook it in with the copy especially in in social media because that's what you see first you see the image Um, but definitely with my website and all sort of platforms just genuinely being myself has attracted other people just because of that relatability like my my sort of niche in a sense like you said is just focusing on making brands more relatable more fun Um, and you don't see it particularly often because people have this kind of view when they think okay business equals corporate or business equals yes it's got to be done seriously or it's a bit boring but it's just it's what especially when you're self-employed sorry it's it's what you want it to be so yeah you, you just put out what you want to get back into it that makes sense (laughs) I mean it it makes sense to me um I guess yeah you're right it is it is about you know a lot of people kind of I find that a lot of people almost try and what's the word it's not simulate like not copy but yeah imitate other people I guess they kind of see that person's at success so if I did it that way then I'll get that same success exactly that and it's it it translates into anything like influencer marketing small businesses big businesses they're all very sort of reflective of each other Mm. yeah and I think in especially on like a noisy platform like Instagram Mm. I think that's probably one of the reasons why like you stood out to me and I was like I need to get this girl on the podcast (laughs) because You've got me with a Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> That's the best film ever. <laughs> oh, I'm absolutely sold. I'm there for it. Yeah. So, and I guess, as you said, like it's kind of going to attract or repel the mm-hmm. right types and the wrong types of customers. Because if somebody was really corporate and they wanted to be corporate and they read that, then they probably wouldn't hire you. Yeah. And it's not necessarily someone that would be, that would work with my sort of style of writing anyway Mm. just that relationship between client and sort of copywriter just it just wouldn't work and it would be very sort of the tension wouldn't be right Um, yeah so it's really important to kind of find people that you gel with anyway isn't it really yeah you've got I mean the end of the day you're making a relationship with your client or uh, customer or something and it's about having that community of people um there's that phrase where it's like your vibe attracts your tribe which Mm. I 
often use and although yeah it's cliche but it only something only becomes cliche because people have said it a lot because it makes sense yeah so it's so true like if you want brands who want to be fun or even just I always think of innocent smoothies how they're so like awesome such a good brand fun great and they're just like mate we make juice but I want to make a joke on a Tuesday about football so I'm gonna you know (laughs) (laughs) like I love it like you don't buy a penguin bar for the chocolate you buy it for the joke yep that's so true I innocent smoothies are on Twitter they are absolutely smashing it they're just top top tier marketing that yeah mm, beautiful 100% (laughs) 100 percent. and do you find that obviously kind of going back to the fact that you know your vibe attracts your tribe do you find that you will work generally with a certain type of business do you always work with small businesses do you work with service-based businesses or is it personal brands or is there kind of a, a category of kind of clients that you generally work with or not so much not a huge amount um pretty much nine times out of ten it's women in small businesses whether that is a product or a service it it differs a lot um but I've done everything from business coaches life coaches weddings uh furniture bedding just honestly you name it I've probably done it at this point that's amazing and it's just it's just women tend to want to hire other women to support them as well and it's again being relatable to each other and having that same sort of aspect I mean if if they're selling to other women and they hire a male copywriter Mm. it's just it's not going to work unless yeah you know they're they've you know swapped minds with someone else (laughs) the freaky friday moment (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's true and it is and it kind of comes down kind of it makes me think about people that might be listening that want to are even considering hiring a copywriter. All these things make sense because it's really important to work with the right kind of person. As you've just said, you know, if your target audience is female, then it's going to be much easier not to bring the sex card into it, but mm-hmm. it's going to be much easier for a woman copywriter to write copy to sell to other women than it would be a male copywriter. That's so true. I've never thought of it. Mm. And I know it's it's shitty to be like, okay, man versus woman. Yeah. Um, and obviously, yes, there are other genders. But I think um, you've got to think about your audience and not yourself when you're when you're choosing. Yeah, so true. Um, What would you say have been... So obviously, you kind of said you got made redundant and you mm-hmm. went full-time last March. So I think I've got two questions, actually. Yeah. What what was your job that you got made redundant from? Um, so I moved to Exeter in January. So I was for two months a supervisor at uh, Topshop. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, God. which is probably good because Topshop's not doing too well at the moment. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's been a bit of a year for you, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Uh, I've like I said I've everywhere I've moved to I've done something different at least it kind of gave you that push into full-time kind of self-employment and you're doing something you love which is always important exactly it was that's it's silver lining a lot of people I know have had it with COVID um the pandemic has sort of been negative and both positive at the same time yeah yeah 
And so I guess what what have you found most challenging in going from having it be a side time hustle, if we like, mm-hmm. side hustle, I hate that word so much, <laughs> uh, to a full-time gig. What would you say have kind of been your biggest challenges? Um, I would probably say sort of the accounting side of things. Oh you know, my goodness. That small is businesses. Everybody. We wear the hats of everyone. Um, and numbers are like little aliens to me um it's like I'm pretty sure I'm dyscalculus which is like (laughs) dyslexic for numbers like I'll just see them and they're just not in the right order (laughs) um so I'd make sure that I have like other people to just look over my shoulder like does this say what I think it says (laughs) does this make sense (laughs) (laughs) please help me yeah accounting numbers actually having to delve into that okay I'm I'm registered as self-employed now I've got to get my shit together Mm. but I think I will get an accountant (laughs) I think we can all relate to that I I think think everybody apart from accountants yeah hate accounting (laughs) well it's just we don't get told about this kind of thing in school like before I got a job you know you're walking around like what is tax help me um, yeah, they, talk, they teach you about um, Pythagoras' theorem. When was the last yeah. time you used that? Oh, do you know what? I was so good at algebra at school. Because <laughs> it was just letters. <laughs> as long as it's got letters in there, I'm there. <laughs> it's so funny because before we started recording, um, I've got to mention this on the podcast because it never dawned on me. Yeah. And so for anybody listening, I Emily said to me she was really nervous. And I said, but why? And she said, because I, I don't think I'm, I'm that... I, that good at articulating things like I'm not not a talker and I said oh I don't really have that problem and she said well no because I'm really good with written word and I'm the total opposite we are literally polar opposites in that <laughs> respect and I never really kind of thought about it that I can talk for England and it doesn't it's not that it doesn't bother me about what comes out of my mouth but I just I just talk and I just struggle to write whereas by the sounds of it you're totally opposite <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just, even at school when we couldn't use like a computer, it bothered me because when you're writing an essay, what you've put down on the paper, you can't change. Yeah. So like, even if you like, most of the time with my clients, I'll just reformat all the the paragraphs and change the order. I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds better. You just can't do that when you speak or pen and paper. And although I do write like a journal and stuff, it's sort of more like word vomit than like, actual client work it just yeah writing is just way better for me as I trip over my words yeah but I mean everyone's different and that's what makes us unique isn't it I think that's important um and so obviously wanted to get you on the podcast for your expertise so is there anything that you see on a day-to-day basis either on social media when you're working with clients um, that small businesses are generally kind of doing wrong. And, you know, I think as much as I don't like writing, I understand the importance of it, especially when it comes to selling products and services. And I think the copy and the content, even kind of on socials in captions, can literally make or break and can make the sale or lose it. So is there any kind of specific things that you see generally that small businesses are doing wrong 
Yeah, well, there's there's two things that I think mainly are big sort of red flags for me. One of them is, as we have touched on, being yourself. Like, don't try and be someone else. Don't try and be like your competitors because you're not going to stand out. Yeah. Um, and creating those community relationships with other people like we say oh you like Devil Wears Prada I like Devil Wears Prada and that's how we connected through just that simple reference and just putting your you know hobbies likes and things really sort of make you think oh I like that person I'm gonna follow them or oh that's so weird like we have the same we're reading the same book like let's Mm. talk about it and that can often convert into um a client or a a customer or something because they want to support you they're invested in you as the person as well and they want to support you especially with obviously with small businesses which is generally what I work with um that you're connecting with them and not necessarily the earrings you're buying you're buying their brand because it's all it all kind of goes back to that people buy from people doesn't it really oh yeah anything even just like having peer reviews um is just so more trustworthy than you yourself being like oh I make really good earrings okay but I yeah. want I want to hear that from someone else as well yeah yeah because it, it just it does build that trust to kind of hear from somebody else and if that somebody else happens to be your friend then you're probably going to trust them even more aren't you so yeah, definitely definitely that makes so much sense um my second one um is in copy you especially when people write it for their own business, it tends to be um, I this or we this. Um, so yes. Like, I will, I'm going to teach you, try and test it, you know, ways of doing X, Y, Z. Okay. Yep. But they're not going to relate to that. So, okay, they have this knowledge. I, you know, you want to convert that and change it around to, focus on the person you're talking to so humans are very selfish people you know I am a human I can say it's fine we all (laughs) want to know what's in it for us so instead of saying I will show you tried and tested ways you've got to sort of rephrase it and be like you will be shown tried and tested ways and it makes them think oh me they're talking to me directly and they sort of buy into that as well because like I said you want to buy for yourself or your if, even if you're investing with yourself a lot of coaches um tend to be you know I want to help you I want to help you but it's not about them it's about who you're talking to they don't relate when the word starts with an I I don't know I sort of blabbed on a little bit there but no it makes total sense yeah. and if I'm if I'm brutally honest yeah. I, I, I can imagine there are some people listening as well that all agree with me I feel pretty seen right now if I'm mm. honest I feel like I need to <laughs> when we end this I'm definitely going to go and check my website yeah yeah. just open up your website have a look and if you've got too many I'm going to do this I'm going to do that try and be like you will learn or you will like what are the benefits like you don't want the facts you want the benefits of it yes 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 and I think I spoke about this um, a couple of days ago on the gram and it was about kind of making because I've started working with a lot more kind of product-based businesses Mm -hmm. 
but it's about a lot of people struggle with writing product descriptions and I'm like you've kind of got to make them sense that they're already like what is life with the product like if it's a lavender candle what how are they going to feel when they can smell that candle that is filling the their living room it smells amazing and all and it's so true and it's just it's one of those things that sometimes you just need to be told what you already know don't you (laughs) I know it's it's just one of those like just look in the mirror guys just look in the mirror (laughs) exactly but you're so right with the candle like okay I don't care if it's in a you know a glass container or a cardboard container or whatever I want to know like what's that lavender going to do to me it's going to relax me it's Mm. like it's it's just yeah it's it's so obvious but it's not (laughs) Yeah, I think it's obvious when you know how, I guess, isn't yeah. it? Um, and I guess my, I, I kind of pulled out a question from your first point. So two incredibly good tips. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, what, from my, my first question from your first point is being yourself and kind of making those references and things like that. I think, you know, you're absolutely right. We kind of connected on the devil who wears Prada. I've seen it all across the internet there's a couple of guys that I follow that they've done business deals based on what football team they support and they've connected on that and it's so so true but I think my first question is how does a business that is operating as almost like a brand name Mm -hmm. so obviously with me and you we we kind of operate as our own names you are Emily Maguire copywriter I am Lorna Scully so it's kind of a personal brand yeah how does a brand that is I don't know, purple cow operate and and show that kind of personality and make those references when they're not acting as a singular person. Mm-hmm. So with brands like that or like purple cow, um, they will need <laughs> to sort of justify what their tone of voice is. So like we said, Innocent, it has such a clear tone of voice. They're, yes. they're a huge company. They're not operating you know like you and me um but they have a very fun playful kind of tone and voice but they're they've gathered that from their target audience so you've got to figure out who their target audience is so if purple cow want to um advertise to i don't know what they're selling like milk (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing that came to my head like milk drinkers, animal product users, um, who, you know, are, you know, single mums or something like that. They need to yeah. think about, okay, where do these single mums hang out? Okay. They might be on Instagram, they might be on Facebook. Okay. And what what do they do on Facebook? What are they looking at? Do they look at memes? Do they look at advice? How can you what lingo do you use? You know, a 40 year old woman isn't going to be like yes like we like I use that all the time yes queen queen. like ironically and unironically um but they you know they're not going to relate to that tone Mm. so you've got to create one like you've genuinely you just got to make it up um I used to work in London for loaf the furniture company Oh yeah. Yeah. They have a very um quirky tone of voice. It's all about um classic English sayings. They're like ridiculously British. They go, Oh, um, jolly good show and all that kind of thing. And they yeah. made that because that's the kind of 
people they want to attract. It's okay, they want people who love British products, who want a cozy sofa for their, uh, you know, country cottage. Country cottage, exactly. That's yeah. exactly what it is. And so they've attracted them by using terminology that people just just love it they just think it's hilarious and like it just works really well um the the play on names puns are very sort of english very dry humor sarcasm is is what they're trying to portray it's so true though because i think it, it there's definitely a difference between you know if you let's by the way, I don't know where Purple Cow came from. And I was thinking, <laughs> I think I think the, the reference in my head was Moonpig. And I was like, I don't want to say Moonpig because... But who who names a company Moonpig and then sells greeting cards? Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> totally off topic. Yeah. There's a difference between a brand like Loaf that you've just perfectly described and I think made it much clearer in my head, if mm-hmm. nobody else's, about... You know, it's the little things like that. And that's why words are so important mm-hmm. to like a company like um what was the advert I saw on TV the other day? Sophology. Yeah. They're not they're not they sell sofas, but there's nothing that's so specific about them that stands out that do you know what I mean? I know yeah, I, it's hard to another sofa company, perhaps. Yeah. Or like yeah, Lucasaid or something is just another sports drink company. Whereas, for example, Red Bull, mm. they have quite a clear branding. Um, is there any brands that, apart from obviously the ones that we've mentioned, Innocent Smoothie is top dog. We're, yeah. we're going we're gonna to run with that. <laughs> are there any brands that you absolutely bloody love? Um, let's have a think. For me, one of the brands that I always refer back to, and this isn't... It's kind of off topic with copy, but actually yeah. I think they probably do quite a good job, is yeah. Brewdog. Yeah. So I reference Brewdog quite a lot purely because I think they've just nailed it. They don't they don't give a crap. Mm-hmm. You either love them or you don't, and they know who their target audience is. And even though I'm not their target audience, I, I don't like their beer. <laughs> I've not tried all of them, but I've tried yeah. some of them, and I'm like, I just don't like it. I still love the brand. Mm-hmm. And it's just because of the way that they communicate, the way that they market their stuff. I think it's a whole host of things. But even thinking about how they write copy, you know, they talk about their, um, are they called their punks? Oh, God, I should have got that right. I should have (laughs) researched that before I said it. Um, But yeah, they've kind of got like a crew that they did like some investment rounds and things like that. And so the people that invest in them, uh, they've kind of got a collective name. And even kind of creating a community in that kind of sense. It's about the wording. And it, it is a certain type of person that's going to be in that group. Mm-hmm. And I think that just, it kind of proves to me how important words really are. Yeah. Um, you've just made me think of KFC, actually. Um, like mm. you said, because you, you said you didn't like the beer of Brewdog. I, I don't like KFC particularly much. But I think their branding is very clever and there was a, a marketing sort of thingy they did <laughs> terminology there um, <laughs> they did over over lockdown and obviously their slogan is finger licking good but obviously with covid and germs and stuff they were just like kfc um remember that thing we told you to do like all these years yeah don't do it and they just <laughs> didn't reference it 
but everyone knew what they were talking about yeah and I was like oh yeah I get that I know what you're talking about and I just you know you feel so proud of yourself when you get these things <laughs> yeah and it feels it feels slightly different because they are such big brands yeah and it can feel like a million miles away for somebody that might be listening that makes I don't know clay earrings or soy candles or something but yeah. it's not to say that that stuff doesn't still work for you exactly it it you can as long as you've got the ideas you should use them I mean for example I always talk about um coca-cola yep um a lot of people know this now but still there are some people who don't original father Christmas um was green so you mm. know how he wears the red he had a green suit and when Coca-Cola started doing their Christmas branding they put him in their red branded suit and now literally forever we've known father christmas wears a red suit and it's genuinely just because coca-cola did it it's crazy isn't it i think yeah. that's that was my uh that was my fun fact at a party once ah. <laughs> pretty boring party it was a family party <laughs> but it was it is one of those things that a lot of people don't realize and you kind of go no actually saint nick wore green and it was yeah. like a real dark emerald green and it was lovely and then Coca-Cola came in and took over. They were like, mm, no thanks. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm in red. Yeah. <laughs> um, another two is Sellotape. It's not Sellotape, Sticky Tape. Sellotape's the brand. And yes. Hoover. I always call it Hoover. Yes. Vacuum cleaner. Hoover's the brand. Like, oh, it's just, it's nuts. And I, I think probably that's more sort of growing up in England because Hoover, I think, is a British company. I'm not sure, but... Mm. We don't we, we don't say I'm just gonna grab the Dyson. We yeah, say yeah, yeah, when did we, yeah. Well, really hope we don't start doing that. Um, <laughs> that'd be just weird. But I always thought, oh yeah, Hoover's English and vacuum cleaner is American. And everyone's like, mm, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, my life has been a lie. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. And I think how how would you so I think for me personally, one of the things that has scared me most in terms of working with an external source, a, a copywriter, yeah. has been that for me, it's a it's a personal brand and I very much write how I speak now. And I'm, I'm starting to overcome the fear of writing, mm -hmm. if you like. Um, and it's kind of, it scares me a little bit to think that someone would A, be able to imitate me, but B, could they imitate me, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But I guess it's kind of different for a brand that has you know is operating as purple cow or whatever it is but let's run with that <laughs> let's just <laughs> let's just stick to that brand We've name the purple cow. <laughs> we don't know what they sell but the <laughs> name is purple cow but for them it's probably slightly different but how do you go about obviously you've kind of mentioned touched on knowing your audience and how they talk and that kind of stuff what tone of voice sounds quite scary mm -hmm. so what does a tone of voice kind of mean it just means certain words that you would use or do you know what I mean like what, yeah. what does it kind of en encompass um it's how it it's how it makes you feel um if you like with a new client honestly just talking to them you get mm. their kind of aspect like talking to you for the last you know 40 minutes or so I can probably would be able to write as if I was you, just that's really <laughs> freaky. in a really non-creepy way. <laughs> um, 
just because okay I know the kind of things that you say I don't know it's a lot of people get me to uh, to write their about pages which is mm. probably exactly where you'd be the most yourself and the most honest and it's because they just don't know where to start or they just don't know what to write so I'm just like okay just tell me about yourself what what first comes to mind what do you as someone that you don't know what do you want me to know um and then it kind of goes off on that and again yeah tone of voice is is a bit of a a scary uh, phrase but it's sort of when you chat with a friend or something you don't necessarily remember what they've said but you remember the way they make you feel you're like oh that was a nice time I want to go and hang out with them again and it's the same when you're reading someone's website it's like if you visualize them and the website as like a hangout space and you're just having a nice time you want to be able to read that and be like oh my god yeah I I really enjoyed reading that and I feel that they're my friend now Uh, yeah if that makes sense yeah no it does absolutely make sense because I think it is it it can seem obviously I've got quite a corporate background so for me tone of voice kind of has always been a document it's always been the thing that you you know you have to read and you have to kind of comply to because regulations yeah and you know there's 20 different people that are probably working on the same thing and you all need to be using the same terminology the same language regardless of whether it's an Instagram post Mm a Facebook live or an email campaign whatever it is because you've all got to be singing off the same hymn sheet yeah but I think it's almost kind of difficult for a small business to step back and go no actually I need to nail this because it's not always going to hopefully Mm. businesses grow that's what we want (laughs) but hopefully it's not always going to be the business owner doing the things so they need to be able to kind of communicate to somebody else whether that's you know if they hire somebody this is our tone of voice yeah I I think a lot of the time it is um it's good to start with certain words like a list of words I remember like I was saying I used to work for Loaf when we started we had a um a document that had lots of words be like oh if you're stuck just like use one of these and integrate yeah. it into your sentence and it just immediately like lifts that sentence to become a branded sentence um so for example like me when I write emails I hate I hate kind regards. Like if you kind <laughs> regards, I'm I'm you know jog on. Like I'm not I'm not having it. I hate it. It's so, <laughs> it's so boring. Even best wishes is like yeah you know you get in there, but it's just little things like that. Like I'd never be like dear someone because that's yes. that's like meh to me. I'm like oh hey or or hi. Um, mm. So it is that kind of what like what do you want? How do you want to come off? Like how do you want mm. if I'm like, oh dear Lorna, thanks so much for your email, kind regards, Emily, you're gonna be like, hmm, okay. Like <laughs> Yeah, well, it's well, quite formal. You know, you get the job done, but that's fine. If I'm like, oh hey Lorna, thanks so much, loved it, ha ha ha, blah blah blah. Uh chat later. It's just like, oh, okay, yeah, no, that was a nice email. <laughs> yeah, and as you say, you can you can already see the difference, although yeah. they're really short examples, you can see the difference from how that would make you feel. Yeah. Exactly. And it's honestly, it's just feelings, everything, humans to humans, feelings, emotions. That's exactly what pictures do, videos do, any marketing copy. It's it's just evoking emotion in, in other people. Um, 100%. Mm. Cool. Um, well, I'm really conscious of time. So 
I'm gonna say thank you so much for joining me it's been an absolute joy having you on (laughs) if anybody has listened to this and would has just fallen in love with you absolutely (laughs) loves Devil Wears Prada as well (laughs) where can they find you how can they work with you all that kind of jazz yeah um my instagram um is where i usually i'm hanging out um it's at emilymaguire.co.uk same as on my website don't forget the .co.uk everyone's like .com and i'm like .co.uk <laughs> <laughs> um, which is always a tricky one and you can find me on there i've got you know the whole link in bio stuff my newsletter is coming out actually soon and um, which you can sign up for which is called the email um and I love it. Funny. Yeah, <laughs> love it. And that's that's pretty much it. You can just and how and how do you kind of how do you kind of work with people? Is it that you will take their copy off their hands? Yeah. So it's generally people do sort of um, one offs with me um, or come back for more if they would like. <laughs> um, I do everything email. I get you to fill out a form, um, which is very chilled ask you all sorts of things what's your business what do you want what's your pronouns whatever you need and I will basically we'll have a chat and move on from there love it well thank you so much for your time it's been an absolute pleasure thank you very much it's been very enjoyable (laughs) good I'm glad to hear it from somebody that was so nervous I'm so glad to hear it I'm actually sweating Um, maybe I'll try and edit that bit no I'm joking I'm joking (laughs) cool well thank you so much and I will talk to you really soon thank you thanks Emily bye bye bye